How you doing, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. With me today, as always, is the president and founder of Landmark Home and Land Company, a company which has been helping people build their new homes where they want, exactly as they want, across the nation and worldwide since 1993, Steve Tuma. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing great today. Good. It's, uh, it's been a great day and... We probably have a few interesting things to talk about. We we always try. We always try to keep up with you because when it comes to th- this uh, this this subject, it's you are the king. So um, one thing I'd like to uh, uh, touch upon today is new technologies. Uh, the, in the last uh, episode, we were talking about uh, people going online and looking at uh, uh, these these software programs where they can design their own home and all that, but. Everybody thinks that they can go online and and understand the the new technologies and knowledge of uh, building a, a properly uh, building a home and so I'd like to talk to you today about that about the these brand new uh, techniques and uh, and uh, learning curves and uh, everything else to help our our friends out there listening build their home uh, correctly. So uh, why don't we uh, why don't we start with that? Give us a little feedback on that. Well, the interesting thing is, you know, computers have been around for a little bit, but now the actual softwares, the designing elements, the CAD systems, the rendering systems, all these different things give people the capability to understand their home a lot more. Mm -hmm. So just in the actual design, someone might say, hey, can you adjust a kitchen cabinet? Can you do something to the garage? Can you add a man cave? Can you put a workshop in the garage? (laughs) Can you put an island in the kitchen? I, I need to be able to feed four people or entertain four people in the kitchen. So the actual designing processes are there, not just for the 2D CAD programs, but also architectural renderings, kind of walk through situations in the house or walk around a house, looking at it in different perspectives. So the technology's vastly improved in just the last few years. Mm-hmm. It's been around for a while, but it was harder to use and it wasn't as good. Now, now it's very, very complete. But there's the technology of the design, but then there's also other technologies. You and I really don't think about siding in a house of mm-hmm. technology. <laughs> you know, do you think of it? You think of technology like electronics right. or faster right. car or more powerful truck or something. But do you think about the cement siding on my house as high tech? Well, in a sense, a lot of this stuff is. They've got cement sidings, vinyl sidings, metal sidings, wood sidings, fake wood sidings. They've, they've got all these different materials and the bottom line to it with everyone's busy lifestyle is it makes your their quality of life better. Mm-hmm. Maintenance free. More options. Um so that that's uh that's a lot of the details. Different flooring systems, different types of windows, some windows that are better to put on the sunny side of the house, some windows that are better to put on the shady side of the house, mm-hmm. some windows that are easier to clean. So there's a lot more details into the house that make it a financially better move, but also for a quality of life and comfort of life. That's so the the technology's really come along. I mean, HVAC systems, air you know, the air conditioning and heating. Mm-hmm. There's different systems where you you put a dollar in the gas line, you get ninety eight cents a heat out of it. Mm. Twenty years ago, it was eighty cents a heat you'd get out of it. So. There's a variety of different situations. And a lot of this is in places that people don't think about because we're so used to it. 
You go to them, you know, if you work in a modern office, there's electric sockets all over. There's the proper amperage. There's there's the availability of it. A lot of people are putting sockets in that have USB connectors. Uh, um, occupancy sensors in, in uh, houses. You'll notice it a lot in commercial places. You walk into a bathroom and it knows you're there. Mm-hmm. Well, before it used to know that you're there, and then it also know when you leave. Well, in a lot of these cases, you have to turn it on. And then it knows when you leave. The reason being is why turn it on if the room's already lit enough? Oh, right. Yeah. So it wants you to go through the action. So all these technologies and codes can change. And that that I think you'll find to be very interesting into the comfort of, of your home. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't look at it and the benefits of the home. They'll look at it as, oh, my car, it's a keyless entry or... You know, the windows close automatically or it already it knows the temperature or where I want the seat. You think about that with your car, but you don't necessarily look at your house as a piece of technology. Mm-hmm. And when you look at smart homes, better energy efficiency, better designs, better materials to make it easier to enjoy your home, there's a lot going on there. And mm-hmm. that's, that's how we can help people. And you were hitting on codes there for a moment. And that's one thing we all feel that codes are kind of a necessary evil and sometimes a real pain in the behind but explain to us how cold how uh, uh, building codes are actually good for us how they provide for a safer and and more energy efficient home well it is interesting a lot of people think that the codes are are there to get you and you know some of them might seem a little ridiculous but if if you kind of go to the reason as to why they're developed there's probably something really really good the the simple one that probably a lot of people have in their home are things like the spindle spacing on decks mm-hmm. or on staircases. Someone says, why Why do I have to have so many spindles? Why can't I just have it open? Right. Well, the code is you can't pass a four-inch sphere through it, meaning your kid can't stick its head through it and <laughs> strangle itself. So until someone tells you that, you don't think of it, right. you know, until you see it. A lot of times people go through and say, well, why do I have to have such a big door? Well, they want you to be able to get into your bathroom easily or get, you know, get into a bedroom. Or, hey, why do I have to have su- why do I have to have a window in my bedroom? I sleep there. I want it to be dark. Mm-hmm. Well, the idea is you still need light and ventilation. Some people get depressed without the right amount of light. But it's also an emergency situation uh, that they call egress. So some you could crawl out of a window, say, in the case of a fire. So a lot of these code situations are there for safety issues and when people comply with codes, I think you'll see that in the long run, the quality of the, and the value of the neighborhood is upheld. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, mm-hmm. Again, things that can be what we would consider a, a, a pain in the behind or actually help us uh, economically and functionality-wise and everything. So that's good to know. And and there's a, here's another thing I've been hearing a lot. Functional obsolescence. I have no idea exactly what that means. Can you go over that uh, for us? That sounds like something that should be on a game show. Yeah. You know, like you win a pizza or something for, right. for knowing. People may not know what the word is, but they definitely know what it is. Like if you go into an old house <laughs> and you go into the closet and it's two feet by two feet. And you're like, okay, so where do I put my shoes and my suit, my coat, my shirt, my winter coat, and this and this and that? I'll, I'll take functional obsolescence for 100, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So so the, the, the idea that comes out of that is, you know, a properly designed newer home, it's going to be for today's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. 
Like in a lot of older homes, there's formal dining rooms. You mm. don't see theater rooms. You don't see game rooms. You don't see family rooms all the time. It's a formal dining. That's that's the way people lived. That's the dining rooms kind of go in the way of the dinosaur, mm. you know. And even though I think it's still a good thing to do, but um, a lot of people end up with gaming rooms. Their life is different. The technology's changed our life. How many cars are in a home? You go into the homes in the 50s, it was cool to have a one-car garage. Mm -hmm. We built them for people with 10-car garages. <laughs> you know, so there, there's different lifestyles. There's different things that come out of it. Some people entertain. They want big dining areas, or they want kitchens with big islands, or they want to take advantage of a view. So the basic idea behind the functional obs obsolescence mm -hmm. is that as time passes, our lifestyles change. So sometimes these are actual floor plan issues. Sometimes it's things like one electric socket in a bedroom. Mm -hmm. how, how does that happen right. you know, in today's world with, right. with all the electronics and gizmos that are in people's houses? So it's you know proper energy efficiency, so it's comfortable. Availability of energy, you know, make the right amount of electric sockets, computer circuits if you need hardwired computer circuits. And then also just livability factors you know, and, and safety factors like the egress window or or a wall in the house for your 100-inch TV. You know, I remember you know, growing up, an 18-inch black and white TV was or 19-inch was pretty cool. I was like, wow, Monster. check that out. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a store, and they have 100-plus-inch TVs. Wow. It's like you, you need a wall to put that on. That's going to change the design of your house if you're someone that wants that type of a home theater. All right. So it's 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 pretty uh it's pretty interesting. We had one situation where the husband liked to watch the game, the wife liked to cook. You uh -huh. know, so her girlfriends would come over, they'd cook, then the guys would get together, watch a game or racing or whatever they're watching. We actually designed a wall that they could slide between the two rooms. Ah. So that, you know, when it's time <laughs> to socialize they can do it, but right. then when it's time for, you know, the game to come on or whatever the, their their voices or noises weren't, you know, canceling each other out. Right. That's so yeah. So in a situation like that, it helped their marriage. They're able to have fun, <laughs> have their friends over, but not getting each other's hair. So uh -huh. sometimes uh, design elements like that are, are very important. Oh, and bathrooms. You know, bathrooms now they're not just you know a toilet, a sink, and a shower. I mean, some of these are you know showers, sinks, hot tubs. Mm -hmm. You know private little toilet rooms, his and her walk-in closets. So entertainment sections, <laughs> TV right. and yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. Even if you go into the big mansions of the turn of the century, they still had closets for like three shirts. Mm. It's kind of weird. You have this big mansion and you have four shirts or something. That right. makes sense. But so today's life is different. That's, that's basically uh, what we do to get rid of functional obsolescence is design the right panelized home and, and home package so that, you get a house that makes sense, right? Do you uh, do you adhere to the old adage that uh, renovating a house is harder than building a new one? I mean, that seems like a concept that not many people could get their head heads around. Yeah, a lot of people get into renovating. They're like, "Well, I could just do it over time, or I could do this, or my brother will help with this." The mm. the the problem with renovating is it's probably an older home, and over time things happen, foundations mm. settle. Mm -hmm. People add on, you know, they fix things. They they do whatever it is to get through the situation, but it's not always done right. Mm -hmm. 
So when you get into a situation and you're tearing a wall apart, you're not exactly sure what you're getting into. And that's the problem with budgeting and your time commitment. Sometimes these, you know, renovating a house, you've, you've got to adjust your budget and do it to deal with the unknowns. And in some cases, you still end up with the functional obsolescence we just spoke about. Mm-hmm. So with a new home, you could plan it out and execute the construction of the home, where with a renovation... There's just a lot of unknowns. You, you could tear a wall apart and find out it's all rotted from a leak that was going on for 10 or 15 years. Sure. But the previous owner just did a great job putting siding over it on the outside, <laughs> but never fixed the actual result of the problem. The right. problem being the water leak, the result, a uh, structural wall that isn't isn't solid anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, we're, we're seeing a lot of flippers are getting out of flipping and into new home building. Because they can control it. Yeah, that seems like a lot of iffy propositions when you think about it. Um, there's a, a couple of things that I wanted to go over that, that Landmark sort of prides itself on and talks about on the website that you guys are, are uh, you know, pretty much known for. Um, one is controlling the quality of your home. Um, why don't you give us uh, the lowdown on and what Landmark means exactly when they say that you as the builder can control the quality of your home? Well, the basic idea of that is you go through and develop the design. Mm-hmm. So there's the quality as far as the qualities, you know, three bedrooms, two bath, three car garage, whatever it would be. But then there's the quality of, you know, longevity of the home, the type of materials that you're putting in. Mm-hmm. So some people, if they're building a baseline home, something simple... They still want it to be built right, but you don't necessarily have to have the $500 faucet. You could have the good, solid, everyday $40 faucet. Mm-hmm. But depending on your attitude, you might want to dress it up a little more. You might want to keep it basic. Sure. We always tell people, build the best quality that you can because in the long run, it will pay off. Mm-hmm. It's better to pay a little now and get it done right than it is to pay a lot over time. Mm-hmm. And that's the point that that can come into. So people couldn't put in the features that they want. Say if there's a fireplace, they could fit the fireplace in that they want. If they want brick on the side or stone or a certain roof or ceiling height, they could put it in. Now, we've worked with people in all budgets ranges. Mm-hmm. Going from the tens of thousands to a house and the, the multi-millions uh, to, to build a house. Everyone has the same problem. It's just how many zeros are behind their budget. Mm-hmm. So the, the difference can go through. So some things you can change. You can always change your carpet. You you know, it's not as easy to add a basement. So sometimes when someone's there saying, hey, Steve, should I put a basement in or get nicer carpet? I'm like, well, if you want a basement, I'd put the basement in because you can change your carpet. Mm. You know, so there there's things that, that we can do. And we always suggest that people have us drop a, a set of plans with the proper information so that they then can budget their house properly and know what's going into it. Mm-hmm. You can say, hey, I'm having a basement. I'm putting tile on you know, the bathrooms and the kitchens, and I'm putting hardwood in the living areas, and I'm putting this type of window here, and you can add it up and come up with a budget. And mm-hmm. that I think you'll find to be um, extremely important so that you can grasp the project and understand what you're doing, but also make sure that your wallet matches up with with what you intend to build sure it's a, one thing when i'm talking to you that always strikes me is right now we're talking about new building technologies etc but i think one thing that landmark does really well is 
you guys take that new technology and that knowledge and you still add it to that old sort of Ben Franklin common sense kind of thing and you combine those things. And I think that's what people really appreciate about your company. Well, what we're trying to do is make it understandable Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of cool things that can go into your house. Mm -hmm. But do they make sense? (laughs) <laughs> you know, right. there, there, there's j- just because you can get a car that goes 250 miles an hour. Does that mean <laughs> that you should have it or you should do it? Right. And by the way, do the people at 250 mile an hour cars really drive them 250 miles an hour? Yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of one of these things that we we've gotten feedback from customers, seen what makes sense, and we we've got a very strong basis now. We're not going to go through and tell a customer and say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, you must do this. We're going to present the options to them, you know, through conversation. And then they could prioritize what's there. Mm -hmm. You know, if they want to build a thousand square foot house and a five thousand square foot garage, that's great. Mm -hmm. If they want to put an airplane hanger on it, that's great, too. If they want a pool inside, that's great, too. If if they want to say, hey, I want to build a four thousand square foot house. My whole family's going to move in there and we're not going to have a garage. If that's what they want, you know, we we can work with them. So that's the idea is to be a support system and a resource to give people the information so that they can make a decision on what's best for them Mm -hmm. and and their house. Everyone lives differently. Mm. And Steve, over the course of time, people will live differently in different parts of their life. When they're a student, when they're newly married when their kids have left, when they're retiring, you know, when they're remarried, whatever the situation is, Mm -hmm. people live in different ways and those needs are different. People's hobbies change. Mm. You know, people live different, different uh, ways. Some people care about their garage. Some people don't care. Right. Some people are really into cooking. So they want a nicer kitchen. Other people don't know what a kitchen is. They always, they always (laughs) order. They always get carry out. (laughs) Yeah. So there's, there's different priorities. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, that's the important part of this is is build a house that makes sense for you. Right. Now, you still want to look about resale if you want to do it, so you don't want to do things that are really crazy. But, you know, there there are things where I, th- I think if you're going to spend the time building your house, one of the main reasons is not just the pride that you did it, but it's also you know what you're getting mm-hmm. and it, and you understand it and it works out well for you. Mm-hmm. That That, I think, is the key issue. You know, building the house is cool, but pulling up to it every day after hard day work and going, I'm proud of this, mm. that's what it's about. Right. That's how we can help. And let's go to another thing that Landmark, uh, on the website, um, you talk about um, building the floor pan, excuse me, building the floor plan that you want. It seems pretty basic, but run it down for us what exactly does landmark mean when you guys say that we will help you build the floor plan that you want well that's that gets into the design elements it's not just floor plans the overall design but fundamentally the floor plan because people will live different ways we're currently working with the family it's going to be a molding a blending of the parents there's there's three generations the grandparents the parents and the kids Mm -hmm. so there's reasons why it helps and makes sense for them to live together. Right. The the parents, you know, I'll call it the middle generation, have to go to work, and the grandparents enjoy the kids. Mm-hmm. So they go to work. There's kind of a built-in babysitter. It's good for the grandparents to have active people, have the family around. So we we were able to work with them and take their ideas and get them on paper 
so that there's a floor plan that makes sense. So in the center, there's the common living areas, two living rooms, you know, so the families can be there. But then there's also the joint places where the, where they could work together, you know, and spend time together. But, hey, if they need a little privacy, they have their own little TV areas mm-hmm. and reading areas. And then two separate master suites. So for that family, it makes sense. Now, that floor plan for a single guy may not make sense. So that single guy or someone that thinks, hey, they might be married in a few years, they might look at it a different way. An empty nester may design a complete different home. Mm-hmm. Steve, the the world is changing. So some of these changes, it's kind of interesting of how people in their 20s and 30s seem to want a floor plan that may match someone of an empty nester, say someone retiring in their 60s or 70s. They may want two or three bedrooms and a home office, quote, convertible room. Mm-hmm. Home office, but if a friend comes over, there's an extra bedroom. Right. The the uh, the younger people might want a gaming room or an entertainment room. Well, that room could also be called the library for someone else that's retiring or they have a hobby room. Mm-hmm. So in, in some of these cases, the different lifestyles blend. And that that's what we talk about by the floor plan that, that you want. Let's... Let's get you the house that makes sense because a lot of people may not realize it, but the the environment that you live in makes your life easier. Hmm. If you enjoy it, if you enjoy reading or watching TV or cooking or working on your car, if you have that right space, it, it enhances your life. Mm-hmm. So that that's what it's about, making sure that it's right. Steve, the simple analogy, you don't just go in a store and say, give me a shoe. You say, hey, I'm into hiking. I need this type of shoe. I want, you know, this material, this type of tread. You buy that shoe. That allows you to enjoy hiking. Mm-hmm. If you went into a shoe store and they gave you a high heel and you went hiking, you're probably not going to enjoy your hike. So the the same thing happens with uh, the proper design of a home. And it's, it's the floor plan, as we discussed, but it's also put a window where the view is. Mm-hmm. Have the exterior look that you like. You know, do you like sitting outside? Do you live in a climate where you're going to need a porch? Do you want a porch on the front, the back, both, all around? Whatever it may be. So it's the uh, the design elements where we'll spend that extra time to make sure that the house is the way you want it to be. Hmm. So why don't you run down for us how we, uh, how we find you guys over at Landmark Home and Land Company? Well, the quickest way that someone could look at 24 hours a day is right on the Internet mm-hmm. at, our, at our website. It's LHLC.com, kind of the initials of Landmark Home and Land Company, but it's LHLC.com. And uh, you can also send us an email. You can email Mike. He can help customers in the preliminary stages. It's Mike at LHLC.com. Or if you'd like to email me directly, it's Landmark at LHLC.com. And then uh, there's also the telephone. So we'll communicate with people at their convenience and a method that makes sense at uh, 800-830-9788. And yes, we talk to people. We were, you know, for some reason we can't take the call right when you call. We try to, but you can leave a message and we will get back with you right away and take care of you and spend the time to make sure that you're properly taken care of. It's, it's the service that matters. Well, fantastic. This has been a, a really great episode of the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. And, uh, well, for president and founder of Landmark, uh, Steve Tuma and myself, I want to thank you for joining us. And, Steve, 
Thanks for a very informative episode. Really appreciate it. Well, I think we've got more to come. Great. People should check back and listen to the... What What do we have? We have a few, few podcasts up there. People can listen to them, listen to the different topics, and mm-hmm. gather some knowledge. And we're creating more all the time, so keep an ear out for more of the Penalized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. Until next time, see you later, everyone. Have a great day. <laughs>